Section 10 of the Rural Magazine and Literary Evening Fireside, Volume 1, Number 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Rural Magazine and Literary Evening Fireside, Volume 1, Number 2, by Various. The Moral Plowboy in that volume whose morality is as sound as the religion it inculcates is celestial and which is in fact an inexhaustible source of human wisdom as well as a pure and incorruptible fountain of divine light we are taught to despise not the day of small things how much better off than they are would thousands of their countrymen be at this moment had this injunction never failed of its proper effect upon their conduct if they had constantly cherished it in their recollection and carried it into practice in their daily occupations but to contemplate the past or the present is needless if it be not with a view to awaken the soul not only to a proper train of reflection but to a salutary system of practice for the future if we had not despised the day of small things and sought too eagerly after brilliant speculations and splendid fortunes thousands of us might now be blessed with ease and competence and still animated by a sober and useful spirit of industry who are on the contrary plunged into embarrassment stripped of our property and paralyzed in our energies we began the world with fair prospects and we thought at the same time with firm resolutions not to blast them by seeking too eagerly after fairer ones but man is rarely contented with what is simply good or bright he must have something better and brighter there is always some tree whose fruit is forbidden or beyond his reach but of which he cannot rest easy till he has tasted he can never think of resting upon the clear declivity whilst the cloud-capped summit is above him veiling something which he has not seen and which may be as he is apt to imagine a pleasing a valuable or a wonderful discovery thus it is that we always reject the good within our grasp in the delusive hope of grasping something better beyond it that we lose sight of the content and happiness which are to-day within our reach and look to the morrow to bring forth that which will satisfy our desires and cause us to rejoice in our existence but the morrow comes our anticipations are not realized and we vainly regret that we had not enjoyed the day before as we might have done without trusting to a deceitful futurity we aim to inculcate moderation in the desire of wealth or of any other acquisition which is supposed to contribute to human happiness combined with a steady industrious and persevering attention to the means of obtaining what we desire to this end we must not despise the day of small things but must set out in every undertaking with a determination to take advantage of the most trivial as well as the most important circumstance calculated to favor our designs we must watch with the eyes of an argus for opportunity never forgetting that she is bald behind and must therefore be caught by the forelock if caught at all when once she turns her back upon us she is soon out of sight and we vainly attempt to overtake her she mocks at our folly and leaves us to brood in hopeless amazement over our own blindness and imbecility 
but who are they that despise the day of small things they are too numerous for description in a brief essay but we shall point out a few and leave the reader's imagination to enlarge the catalogue the mechanic who puts off a small job is unworthy of his attention because he happens to have a larger one on hand without stopping to reflect that small streams are more numerous than large ones that the former continually supply the latter and that by a steady succession of small jobs he may acquire a capital to execute large ones upon his own account the merchant who will sit behind his counter with a cigar in his mouth and think it derogatory to his dignity to reply to a demand for a shilling's worth of anything such small things are too insignificant for this man of smoke and consequently when those who call for them and find themselves neglected have occasion to make a large purchase they go to him who will not only lay down his cigar but leave his dinner if required to wait upon them in ever so small a way the physician who passes by the poor man's door hardly stopping to give a hasty prescription although he never fails to loiter in the sick rooms of the rich and the powerful till his sycophancy becomes as disgusting to the mind as his medicine is nauseating to the stomach of his patient the lawyer who turns a deaf ear to an honest client with but five dollars in his pocket but is quick of hearing when accosted by a party with a fifty-dollar bill and not over-scrupulous either about the justice of the cause the clergyman and what shall we say of the clergyman who despises the day of small things who forsakes and forgets the poor but pious flock which first cherished him to gratify his pride and ambition and acquire those robes and riches which moths may corrupt and thieves may steal and who is so eager withal to make converts that he does not stop to be satisfied that conversion is the offspring of conviction forgetting how much joy there is in heaven over one sinner that truly repenteth and that the hope of the hypocrite shall perish for ever the farmer who clears more land than he can cultivate to advantage destroying the present and preventing the future growth of timber to no purpose who keeps his produce on hand when he can get a good and saving price in hopes that it may rise who sells it at last for less than he could have had at first and who is not as grateful to god for a scanty harvest as he is for a plentiful one we might enlarge the catalogue of those who by despising the day of small things never arrive at that of great ones but we do not wish to tire the reader with a tedious essay when a light and pleasant one is our aim there is however one precious delinquent in whose soul we would gladly awaken those moral energies which alone can save it from eventual ruin from the tortures of self-condemnation the contempt of mankind and the horrors of despair we mean the young student of genius who consumes the vigour of his youth in the haunts of vice and infamy who despises the minutiae of his profession whatever it may be and wantonly neglects his daily studies for the present in pursuit of pleasure intending perhaps to make great and rapid strides at a future time but when that time arrives may find his former neglect and dissipation had destroyed the energies of his mind and left it like a sieve incapable of containing anything but dregs in this case the ruin is indeed a melancholy one for instead of being led through paths of glory to the grave the stews and the state prison are too often the pathways of such a youth to that closing scene 
and a sick jasset may be found if found at all in the potter's field that last receptacle of the dregs of humanity think of this ye giddy ye thoughtless young men who are squandering your precious moments in idleness and vice dishonouring yourselves disgusting your friends disappointing the expectations of your country breaking the hearts of your fond parents and bringing their grey hairs with sorrow to the grave how bitter will be your feelings when you are driven to reflect as you finally must be and perhaps at the foot of the gallows that by your folly and wickedness you have not only sealed your own ruin but madly steeped a mother's couch in tears and tinged a father's glowing cheek with shame many of those giddy young men to whom these remarks apply may perhaps sneer at the idea of being brought up at last in their mad career by the arm of the public executioner but let them turn in some hour of solitude if such hours ever bless them in the sweets of calm reflection to the pages of the criminal recorder they will there find that from george barnwell down to james hamilton those who have died upon the gallows have not always plunged at once into the depths of depravity but have gone on step by step from slight deviations to serious ones till they have lost all sense of shame and become rebels to god as well as man in this degraded state of their souls they have not stopped at the brothel the cockpit or the gambling table but urged by the demons of hell they have wantonly seized the dagger of assassination and bathed it in the blood of innocence thus closing their criminal career by deed of desperation h h jr in the section ten